0: We are on Yavamus Lamar Aleph Aleph towards the top on 31B1 in the scroll Gemara. Uh, the Gemara just concluded based on the opinion of Abaye that in our Mishnah, again the case of the Mishnah is a case of just a regular Yibam case where the husband passes away uh, but he's married to two women. Women, uh, One of them has the potential to do or Chalitza, The other one is a case of an erva, meaning the brother who passed away. Let's say he married his niece. Uh, so when it falls to yibum, the brother who is alive, the 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 live brother, it's his daughter. So we say that there's an exemption from yibum or chalitza in that scenario. And then in a regular case, they would also exempt the tzara, the co-wife would also be exempt. However, the Mishnah's case is a case, it has two cases. One case is where there's a questionable kiddushin, a questionable engagement, and then the the second case with regards to the niece, and then the second case is where they got engaged, they got married, Uh, and then there is a questionable divorce. It's unclear or not whether he divorced uh, his niece. Um, So in that scenario, because it's unclear whether or not uh, they are co-wives with each other, and there's an exemption or not, so therefore we tell the other wife, the co-wife uh, who is not related to the brother-in-law, to do chalitza, just do chalitza because this is a case of a suffolk, of a questionable <coughs> engagement, and also a questionable uh, divorce. And both cases, the In the end of the day, the Gemara says both cases will have the same ruling. Until now, uh, there was a long discussion about whether There'd be a difference between these two cases, but in the end, they they have the same ruling. Now, the Mishnah does mention different types of questionable cases. When it comes to Kiddusha, when it comes to an engagement, it says where you th- where the the husband uh, threw the marriage uh, document, the star, to his wife, but it landed halfway between him and her in the public domain. It was. Within, we said that in the public domain, a person could acquire uh, objects if they're within four amos, approximately six feet uh, from the person, if they had in mind to acquire it. Uh, and this one, there were eight they were eight amos away from each other, the husband and the wife, and it landed right in the middle. That's one case of a questionable situation of kiddushin. Uh, and Rabbi says that that same case, if it were to be a divorce document instead of a marriage document, uh, the same question would apply. Uh, the cases of of a questionable divorce uh, were slight were were different cases. It wasn't the same exact case in the Mishnah. It was a different case. When it came to a divorce, uh, the the ruling is for the following cases: is that it really is a good divorce. It's just a stringency that the rabbanon, the uh, the the rabbis, they have a stringency to say that you need to have give another get. You should give another divorce document. Another get, just uh, to make sure, because there are certain potential problems with the get that was given on a rabbinic level, not on a biblical level, but on a rabbinic level. What are those cases? So the Gemara, the Mishnah discussed three different cases. Those three cases are where a person, either a person uh, doesn't have witnesses on the get, but a person signs his own get with his own signature, or he, let's say he writes the get with his handwriting. Uh, so that is a potential problem. That is a problem on a rabbinic level. Uh, the second case is where there are witnesses, but it doesn't say the time, the date, is not mentioned on the get. Uh, and then the third case is where the date is mentioned, but there's only one witness signed. In general, when it comes to uh, these areas of law, we need two witnesses. The, the minimum that you need is two witnesses, and there was only one witness who signed on the get itself, uh, perhaps in addition to, let's say, his own signature, the signature of the of the husband. Uh, but still, that would require a new uh, a new get on a rabbinic level. So, in all three of those cases, because on a rabbinic level it wasn't a good get, it wasn't a good divorce document, so therefore we say you need to uh, do chalitza. Let's say the husband were to pass away before he gave his second get. Uh, so then the the, the co wife, the one who did not get the get, uh, did not get the divorce document, uh, the co wife who is not related would be would have to do chalitza because it's a questionable situation. She would have to do chalitza. The Gemara now is going to quote Rava, and uh, Abaye said Rava is going is commenting to Abaye. Abaye said uh, that the same cases that applied by Gitin would also apply by Kiddushin. The same cases, the same questionable scenarios that apply to a also apply with regards to a marriage document. Uh, And Rava is going to question uh, that assumption. Everyone will agree that when it comes to a the case which was a questionable marriage or engagement that same case would also apply with regards to a divorce if it was if he threw the document then it was and it fell happy between him and happy between her uh, so that is a questionable scenario the question is in the opposite direction are all the cases that apply that are that are rabbinic stringencies with regards to a divorce document do those rabbinic stringencies also apply when it comes to kidushin when it comes to the engagement document another point before we see the gemara inside by way of introduction, we've mentioned this in the past, is that what we're discussing here is the halachic engagement. Uh, For the halachic engagement, there are three different ways for a person, for a couple to get engaged. Uh, One way is through marital relations, uh, which uh, technically, uh, conceptually it's allowed, but uh, practically we don't do this. Uh, The Gemara says elsewhere that we don't do this today, uh, even from the times of the Gemara. Uh, the uh, the other way, the second way is by giving money, which we do today by giving the ring. The ring is is uh, is in place of kesef, in place of money. So we give a ring, and then the third option is by giving this star, this document. So these are really there are really three different ways, and what we're discussing now is one of the three ways. So it's important to keep that in mind. It's one of the three ways, which is by giving a marriage document, and this is a way to be to get engaged, to become engaged, um, and so. Uh, those are the three different ways, and we'll see that Rava will say that there's a difference between what's necessary on a divorce document versus a marriage document. So this is what Rava says. Amr le Rava. Rava says as follows. If it's really true according to Baye that it works in both directions, that whatever the case that was mentioned in the mission that applies with regards to the questionable marriage or the questionable engagement, also applies when it comes to the questionable divorce. Uh, i.e. the case where it's thrown halfway between him and her, they're eight amos away from each other. And also in the other direction, that whatever the cases are for the geth, also applied by Kiddushin, it doesn't fit really with the language of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, after it describes the case of the Kiddushin, it says, Zehu, this is the case, this is the case of a questionable Kiddushin, a questionable marriage. Implication being, this is the case as opposed to other cases. So why would it say, use that language, this is the case. Elam Ravah says as follows, this is the explanation of the Mishnah, He says the truth is, Ravah says, that it says, the case of a questionable situation uh, in Kiddushin is the case where it's thrown halfway between him and her and they're eight almost away from each other, so it's four almost away from each one, so then we're not sure if it was viewed as a good engagement or not. Uh, However, it's that case coming to exclude certain cases. And not every case, says Rava that requires a rabbinic stringency, that is a rabbinic stringency when it comes to a get, a divorce document, also applies to a marriage document. As the Gemara will explain in a few lines what that case is, but there is at least one case where it, there, we don't require as much when it comes to a marriage document as what we require for a divorce document. Uh, but, and that's why it says, zehu. this is the case for Kedushin, and even though it also says, Zehu, this is the case for, for a get, it's only saying that because it uses the same language as what was said with regards to Kiddushin. It just says, this is the case, because that was the same case as, that, that was the same language as Kiddushin. But the truth is, says Rava, that the same questionable scenario that applies by Kiddushin, meaning when you threw the document and it's half between him and her, him and her, so that would also apply by a get. So when it comes to a get, the same questionable scenario for kiddushin, for a marriage, applies to the divorce case, uh, but it's the other way around where, uh, where it's not clear, where it's not, it's not true, uh, and that there are certain cases that we require by a get where on a rabbinic level we'll say that it's not really a good divorce, but when it comes to a marriage document, we don't require as much. And Rava will now and the Gemara will explain what, the, what that case is. And the says, so what is the case in the end of the day whereby kedushin we do not require as much as what we require when it comes to a get, a divorce document. So the Gemara explains, it explains as follows. One of the three cases that we said uh, that, that it's not a good, it's not at least on a rabbinic level, it's not a good divorce is if on the document itself, on the get, it, it doesn't mention the date. It has to mention the date when it comes to a divorce document. However, uh, Rava says that when it comes to a, an engagement, we do not need to know the date. We do not need to know the date. It's not necessary to put the date in the document itself. And the Gemara, for the rest of the time of this recording, is going to is trying to understand why is it that we do not need the date. What's the difference between a divorce document and an engagement document, where the engagement document does not need the date in which they got engaged. Now, when it comes to an engagement document, uh, the wife is holding on to the engagement document, so we know that right now she's engaged. Even without a date, we know that she's engaged. She's holding on to the the engagement document. There are witnesses who signed on it, um, and and it was written for her. The names are all there, uh, and she's holding on to it. So we know that right now she's engaged. So the question the Gemara will be trying to deal with is, is there a reason to mention the date? Is there a reason for us to know when she first got engaged? Is it really necessary for us to know when she first got engaged? As long as we know that she's engaged now... So then that's what we need to know about moving forward. Is there any reason for us to know about what happened in the past? How long she's been engaged for? From a halachic perspective, is there any need for us to know that? So the Gemara says as, as follows, And why didn't they mention, why is there no need on a rabbinic level to mention the date in the marriage document? So when it comes to a divorce, there are two reasons why we need the date. There are two reasons that are given in a different Gemara, why we need to date by a divorce. One reason is so that we know exactly when they're divorced because the husband has certain rights uh, to his wife's property. Any property that the wife brings into the marriage, he is allowed to uh, use what we refer to as the payros, the produce of the field. What he benefits from the field, that goes to the husband in exchange for the fact that the husband... Uh, takes the responsibility to protect his wife meaning for example, if she's taken into captivity it is his re- responsibility to make sure that he redeems her. Um, and so therefore we on a rabbinic level uh, uh, in a marriage they made certain responsibilities apply to the husband uh, such as uh, the obligation to redeem his wife if she if she's taken into captivity. Uh, but in place of that we also said that, uh, he has now rights to her field uh, that she brings into the marriage. Now that ends when they get divorced. So what happens in a scenario where the husband gives a get, gives a divorce document, uh, and there's no time on it? We need the time. We need the date uh, so that we know when he he is not no longer able to eat from the field from her field. Let's say he eats from it. Let's say he takes from it after the divorce. So then he has to pay the money back. So that's why we need the date on. The divorce document. A second reason why we need a date on the divorce document is because of a scenario, uh, which the Gemara will discuss in a, in a few lines, where let's say he's married to somebody and he uh, he really, really uh, loves her um, and really cares about her. And let's say she is not faithful to him and she commits adultery, adultery while they're married. But he still, even though she committed adultery, but he still cares for her. If there are witnesses that she committed adultery, uh, ...witnesses who also warn her... ...and it's, it, it seems clear that... Uh, and, ...and they go to Basin... ...so then she's deserving of the death penalty... ...but the husband doesn't want her to die... ...even though they're not allowed to remain married to each other... ...but he still cares for her... ...the Gemara gives an example where he married his niece... ...which is allowed... and so uh, ...but it could be any such example where he really cares about her... ...and even though she's deserving of the death penalty... ...which again, we've mentioned this in the past... ...rarely ever took place... Uh, you, ...we need witnesses, two witnesses to see it... ...and they have to w- give a warning... Uh, and there's a lot of conditions that have to be met, uh, but let's say there is such a scenario. So we need. A, so the husband might say, "You know what? I will give you a divorce document, and we'll say that you, we I divorced you before you committed adultery, and this way you won't get the death penalty, uh, because it won't be. It's not while you were married. It didn't take place while you were married. And so the husband cares about her, and they'll come up with this whole plan. So this is why. This is the second reason why we require a. Time on the get, the time on the uh, on the divorce document. The question that the Gemara now is will discuss is, well, is that necessary when it comes to an engagement? And the Gemara will say as follows. When it comes to an engagement, with regards to the first reason about the fact that the husband uh, has rights to the field, that only applies not at the time of the engagement, but at the time of the marriage. So at the time of the engagement, he does not have the rights to the field. So therefore, there is no reason uh, for him to, from that perspective, to have the time on the date on the on the engagement document, so the Gemara says this inside. If it's because of the payros, because of the rights that the husband has to the to his wife's field, that only applies at the time of marriage, not at the time of engagement. And this is an engagement document. Also, let's let's his mind. But if it's about the fact that uh, we want to have a time uh, to make sure to know when they were they were engaged, have that date to know where they're engaged with regards to. Uh, whether or not she committed adultery, and whether they're going to hide it or not. Uh, so why, why don't we have a date because of that reason? So the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara first says, So this goes back to our introduction. There are different ways to become engaged. One of the ways of becoming engaged, besides for a document, is by giving a ring. When the husband gives his wife a ring, there is no date. We, we have no idea. Besides for unless there are witnesses there, uh, and we need witnesses there, but at least we have witnesses there who can tell us the date. But besides for the witnesses, we don't have any document that says when they when they got engaged. Uh, it's just by the giving of the ring. So the fact that they could get engaged without a document saying the actual date in which they were engaged, so that even if they got engaged with the document itself, there's no need to put the date on because they could also get engaged with a ring where the date is not in a written document. So so since they could also get engaged with a ring where there is no written document, so then they could also get engaged with a document without the date mentioned on it. Uh, and therefore, that is why they did not institute a date with regards to uh, the marriage document, because there's no, really no need, because they could also get engaged with a ring, uh, or with money. So the Gemara responds back, They respond back, But we have other cases where also it's possible... Uh, to the example that they give is by uh, the acquisition of a slave, which requires its own uh, discussion, but the acquisition of a slave where a person could acquire a slave either uh, through money or with a document. And in that case, we do require the date on the document uh, because there are implications in terms of when that sale took place uh, and moving moving back and trying to figure out when that sale took place. And we do require time, even though if a person... Uh, Made, uh, bought, uh, bought the slave with money uh, so then there wouldn't be any written proof uh, for the date so we see that even if you have two options sometimes there are the, we see other cases where the rabbi said you have to put in the date so the gemara gives two answers to this question and that's the rest of the gemara the gemara gives two answers answer number one is hasam ruba bishtara hacha ruba answer number one is that it's true but the majority of the time that a person uh, acquire, it just happens to be the, the case is that the majority of the time that a person acquires uh, a slave. The majority of that time, they do so through a star, through a written document, since therefore they instituted that you should have the date on it. The majority of the time that a person gets engaged, that a couple gets engaged, it's with a ring. And it's not with a document. And so therefore, there's no need to mention the date on it because the majority of the time anyways is where people, is where the couple gets gets engaged with a ring and not with a document. That is answer number one. Answer number two is, an alternative answer, because it's impossible to prevent a cover-up, even if you have the date. Again, the only reason why you need a date, as of now, on, a, on an engagement document, is, to pre- is because the husband might want to protect his wife. And if she commits adultery, to say that it, it happened outside the context of marriage. But what are you going to do? love it, Let's say you have the date on it. What are you going to do? L'necha gabi If we're going to leave the uh, the document by her, by the wife. Mach So then she can either erase the date... Uh, because in those days the document was, you were able to erase it. So you could either erase the date, or she could throw it out. Because you know, in the end of the day, she could be viewed as single, and then uh, and then she won't get the death penalty. She could just throw it out. So the date is really meaningless. If we're going to leave it by the husband, uh, if we leave it by the husband, also if she cares, if he really, even if she committed adultery, but she he still uh, cares and loves her. And doesn't want her to get the death penalty, so he'll also just throw out or erase uh, the date. And what are we going to do? The third option is to leave it by a third party, by the witnesses. Let's say the witnesses who were there. So then, if they're witnesses who were there, let them just come and testify when it took place. And if they don't remember, if they don't remember when it took place, uh, there's the following point: if they don't remember it the date so what are they going to do they're going to look on the document see the date and then they'll testify there's a rule that a person is not allowed to testify uh, based on uh... based on writing they have to actually remember it they can't uh, see a document which has the date and then they'll go ahead and they will testify no because then their testimony is not based on what they remember but it's based on what's written in the document. And So therefore they cannot testify now there's a big question on that line because let them just bring the document in. they can bring that document into the court to in uh, But the concern is that no, maybe they won't bring it in and they'll just testify and not testify from memory, but just from uh, what the document says. And that's that's the concern. But that requires more analysis. But the Gemara says, Why is this different than when it comes to a get? Or when it comes to a divorce document, also, maybe uh, we have all these concerns that they'll hide the document. The Gemara answers, no. Over there, when it comes to a divorce document, you need the divorce document and you need the date because if you don't have the date, so then we'll assume that you're married. Unless we unless we know otherwise, we'll assume that you are actually married. So a person won't erase the date. They'll never erase the date because if you erase the date, it makes it worse for you because that means you're still married until today where we see that you have the divorce document in your hand. And so therefore, a person will keep the date because then they'll keep the date there because they want to make sure the cases where they committed adultery, they want to be divorced as early as possible. When it comes to a marriage, they'll just erase the date because they want to be single for as long as possible. So they would erase the date. Uh, that's the concern. Or they'll throw out the entire document to begin with. They'll be viewed as single. And then when she committed, uh, when she when she had uh, sexual relations, it wasn't adultery at the time because she wasn't married, or at least uh, there's no proof that she was married. And so there's a, there, by, when it comes to the marriage, there's no reason to, to have the date because they'll just throw out the document. When it comes to a divorce. There's no reason for them to throw out the document. It makes things worse for them if they throw out the document or if they erase the date uh, because then she's still married. And th- their, whole, their whole scheme here, uh, their whole plan is really to, uh, is to be viewed as divorced as early as possible. So that's why it makes sense to have the date when it comes to a divorce but not when it comes to the divorce document but not when it comes to the marriage document. Uh, so that's the conclusion of the Gemara. I apologize for going an extra two minutes. Uh, we'll continue with the Gemara with a new Mishnah in the next a recording